Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You trying to come up with a new opening for this Every thing? Every single week. I know. I know. Mm. This is the way it's going to go. And Katie? there's a reason we still got the old one, is what I'm, is what I'm <laughs> What is the old one? I, I don't know. There well, is no old one. It's just kind of like fading in, right? I think actually uh, what we established a couple of weeks ago was everybody talking at the same time was the opening <laughs> of one. I kept that in because it just sounded amazing. Uh, let, first of all, let's wait, as we always do, let's welcome in a new Snark Monkey, somebody who has been invited and blown us off many a time Hello. and has now uh, absolutely... <laughs> Absolutely been able to grace us with her lovely presence. Katie Bain, everybody. Katie. Welcome, Katie. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Now, here's the interesting thing about Katie and what she will bring to the group, besides her estrogen, uh, which we have desperately needed, yes. uh, is uh, a, a, an affection for music that we, we don't normally talk a lot about current music or any music, but we do have the Grammy Awards coming up this weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I love music. No, I but, talk about the Foo Fighters all the time. That's <laughs> all I talk about. Yes, I don't think I they're nominated this year. We, oh. were, we were hoping to get out, just edge a little bit out of the Foo Fighters realm, just a little bit, with yeah. to talk about other bands. All right. But here's the interesting about, thing about Katie. Uh, first of all, d- tell them where people can find you and uh, who you work for and what you do. Uh, insomnia, uh, it's Insomniac? It's, it's called Insomniac. It's, yeah. it's mostly, well, you can find me on the internet because I am the lead writer and reporter for our website, uh, our editorial division, but my company puts on electronic dance music festivals around the world. At, uh, known as EDM. That's right. Right? That's now, right. see, now the four of us know those letters and have read about those yes. and know nothing okay. about that. Well, I'm here. I'm, uh, I'm sorry, McGann, am I speaking out of turn yeah. again? I mean, a, a little bit. Like, I, I, I like to stay on the pulse of what the young kids are doing, Larry. Was there a Foo like, Fighters remix? Yeah, obviously. Did yeah. Skrillex do a Foo Fighters <laughs> remix? But here's... But here's... I, I just sprayed my shower with Skrillex, by the way. <laughs> really? How yeah. did that work? Get is that rid the, of the mold. Is that the Scrubbing Bubbles one? Yes. Mm. Uh, but here's the thing about Katie, because if you are... If you want to actually, speaking of social media, if you want to follow her on Spotify... Uh, you will see her sobbing quietly at home alone over a Fleetwood Mac record <laughs> while also be able to tout some frickin' artist or DJ or something that nobody's ever heard of before ever, apparently, except a million people who are following this EDM thing that I have no idea who they are. They're, they're kids. <laughs> but a lot of them are not kids. A lot of them are... They're, Old people too. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> old and people some in, in the their middle. Thirties. Yay, right. old people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, that's us guys. Yeah. <laughs> Except for you, McGann. Well, I know. We try to call them like old scene, old school scenesters, or like people that have been around a long time in the scene. There's a gentle way to say it that I didn't just use, and I apologize. Well, <laughs> well, Insomniac, the people you work for, you said they have been around for how twenty long? years. Twenty years. Mm-hmm. How many or people at the at the Vegas? One hundred fifteen thousand per day. And over how many days? Over three days yeah. in Las Vegas. Yeah, from dusk till dawn. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Yes. If you would like, I can provide an EDM soundtrack background for our entire podcast. Oh, could you? Just keep talking and I'll go. Inst, 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 can you do that inst, for a good hour? Inst, inst. Oh, this is gonna be good. We could probably get you booked. <laughs> See? If you're interested in doing that. Uh, of the many things James Napoli can do, uh, I bet you probably didn't expect that invitation. No. Now, <laughs> I'll try it out, though. I'll do anything. I'm, I'm a fake motivational speaker. I'll do anything. <laughs> Now, here's how we lead into our first topic, is that one of the reasons that Katie and I even know each other is because there was a good 40 seconds where Katie and I met for the first time where we were absolutely, simultaneously, reciprocally geeking out 
over the fact that we were at Jeff Lynn of ELO's house nice. to interview him. Mm-hmm. And that, and again, because of her wide range. And is this a generational thing? Because I think I see this with my kid. You do have tastes, uh, Katie, that span 60, 70 stuff to, I mean, you know ELO's music. You yes. love ELO's yes. music. I, I was raised in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So we primarily had well, enough said. You know, classic rock <laughs> stations. And sure. I was raised in rock and roll. But you <laughs> but you never you never differentiated between something that was old and something that was new. This is for you and I my kid is has done this. He found stuff. He just found what he liked and he didn't care when it was made. Is that kind of where your attitude comes from? Yeah, as long as it's good. Yeah. Who cares? So the reason I bring this up is because this week and finally I get back around to the Grammy Awards and we can talk about that a little bit. It was announced, I, I'm sure you saw this, ELO, ELO's Jeff Lynn is performing with Ed Sheeran. At the Grammy Awards this weekend. No, Am I giving I you news? I didn't see that. Katie, for crying Ouch. out loud. Ouch. That hurt the ears. Sorry. <laughs> I did not hear that. Yes. It is exciting. Jeff Lynn lives around here because I've seen him at a restaurant on Ventura Boulevard. Well, he's around he, here. He lives actually in Bel Air, but yeah. um, and and Katie and I can give you his address. Yep. <laughs> because We've got it. Jeff Lynn, not only of ELO, but of The Move. And, oh, yeah. and Traveling Wilburys. That's Traveling right. Wilburys. And... Uh, a co-writer of the uh, Sam, Sam um, oh jeez, uh, the, the the lawsuit they just had with Tom Petty. Oh, oh, oh yes. not the lawsuit. Oh, that's it wasn't right. a lawsuit. Don't back down. Um, the wait, wait, the waiting is the hardest part. No, don't no, back down. No, don't back down. Don't back down. Uh, don't back down. Uh, yeah. But it's Sam who? Sam, Sam Smith. Sam Smith. Who's nominated for a Grammy. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Jeff Lynn now is a co-writer of a Sam Smith song. And if Sam Smith wins, they have to chop the Grammy and give some of it to Tom Petty. I read that today. They actually dis- they, they cut it up. Grammy, Rob? A but they only Grammy? said he Thank wrote twelve percent of the song. So would it so be twelve percent of the Grammy? Grammy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I believe that okay. is that yeah. is possible. Put that I'm in just a really song. glad that we're taking a music focus as we begin because I have been wanting to say Connor Oberst for like every <laughs> every podcast. So just far. say it. I, so I said it. it. I'm really happy. All right. Yeah. The list. <laughs> so anyway, Grammy Awards are coming up this weekend, and all I've seen is just a nonstop announcement of these weird pairings. It is Jeff Lynn and and uh, Ed Sheeran. Uh, there's somebody else. There's somebody else that I'm actually interested in seeing. I haven't watched a Grammy Awards in probably three years. I I haven't cared. I haven't appreciated who they've acknowledged. John Denver still hosting? No. No, I believe it's, unfortunately, it's the modern-day John Denver. LL Cool J is back. Mm. Um, And he's, uh, it's a different story. Uh, Anybody know anything about who's nominated and do you care? Pharrell, Megan Trainor, Izzy Azalea, Iggy, Izzy, Iggy? Iggy, Iggy, Iggy Iggy, Iggy, Iggy Azalea. Connor Oberst, is he in there? <laughs> I hope so. Bright Eyes, is Bright Eyes nominated? Foo guy. Fighters, perhaps? The Foo Fighters should be for Sonic Highways. Like, they really, really should be. And it's kind of a bummer that they're not. That is really good. I'm sure Weird Al's up for comedy. He is. Al. He is up for comedy. He Al. has to win. Yes. He has to win. There was a big year for a guy. I mean, I, I, I still feel really... Like, just gratified that people finally make, gave him a number one record. We yeah. talked about it on Hero Beer yes. before. Yeah. For, Pharrell, I think. I think Happy is, is because it came out like a year ago. Isn't that mm-hmm. nominated? Oh, that feels it like is, that's yeah. been around but forever. But I, be, I might be wrong about that. No, it's right. You're yeah, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I do Thank think that they have packed this thing with performances top to bottom, like to the point where I don't know if they're really going to have time. I think actually the pre, you know, that pre show awards. I think actually all the awards have been given out uh, in, in that ceremony because they're not going to have time. They have so many. But they're doing a lot of those weird pairings, yeah. old school with new school. Paul McCartney is performing with Rihanna and That's Kanye right. West. Yeah. But they just have a new song out together, so that yeah. makes sense. There's yeah. a topic. McCartney fatigue. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's turning into Angela Lansbury. Look at him close. <laughs> oh, you know, that's... what's You know that... that um, Craig Ferguson made that comparison oh, for like a year. Oh, I didn't they know. would actually had they had uh, on the Late Late Show they had a picture of of Angela Lansbury on the on the fireplace back behind him. Uh-huh. And then anytime they did a Paul McCartney story, that he would say to the director, "We ha- we have a photo of Paul McCartney," and they would flash on Angela Lansbury. Uh, I didn't know that. I, I I will stop saying that. No, but you're absolutely right. He is, is he overexposed though? I mean, he's he's really he's on everything. Can can he be like? There's still so many people who have no idea that he was famous before Kanye West started doing a song with him. So, well, that was a viral thing, right? That, right. that came up 
about how many people didn't know who yeah. Paul McCartney was. Yeah, it was one more. It was one more chance for the uh, for the internet to poke fun at millennials for you know being young and not knowing everything already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, where have you seen him so much that you feel sick of him? Oh God, um, Jimmy Fallon. He's on that all the time. Yeah. He's done a video game. Yep. He just had a new record that they play. They actually play on the radio a lot. He he did the Nirvana reunion last year. Reunion uh, last year, two years ago, when he when they put out that new Nirvana song, and he was the lead singer on that. Well, it was part of the documentary, right? Um, uh, the Sound City thing. It was bef- yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. part of the Sound yeah, City. So thing. I guess yeah. that was two years ago. I guess Sound City was. So there's, well, he's been. I don't know that there's Paul McCartney fatigue as much, James, as the fact that uh, for people our age. We have been hearing and listening, and and we know of Paul McCartney perhaps more consciously than than most people. Uh, I think you have to give him credit for being still so involved and energetic, and actually trying to collaborate with with yeah, contemporary all right. people. Yeah, I'll give him credit. <laughs> and he is beloved. I Forget mean, I said it. You cut you you edit these, right? No, no, no. Oh. I'm not cutting anything out. But but I understand where you're coming from because I I will say this. When he shows up on Letterman and does Paperback Writer, I don't need to see that performance. <laughs> I have heard that song so many times and seen it in so many different ways. I'd, I, I, I mean, it's been covered forever, um, but people are still going to those shows. He's still, mm-hmm. you know, banging them out. I, he, you know, he hasn't been able to develop the kind of career, say, like Springsteen has, where the new music can have almost as much relevance as some of the old stuff. Even though, I admit, the last Springsteen show I went to, he would do, now here's the ghost of Tom Jode. And a bunch of people went to the bathroom. And, mm. and you know, they tell me if tell me when he sings Born to Run and I'll be back. Um, so th- from that standpoint, some of these artists who've been around a while, that kind of fatigue, I think. For those of you in. at home... Larry leaned back when he yelled. This is the professional <laughs> broadcaster that we have Thank you. in this room. So uh, let's do, let's do talk about music. Uh, wh- what are we listening to, Katie? We'll start with you. Is there something that you have been mildly to greatly obsessed with lately that has gotten hot rotation in the Katie Bain uh, archives or current co- selection? Anything uh, old or new? There's a band called Dark Side, and ha- have you guys heard of heard of this Th- duo? That actually sounds familiar. So yeah. it's a producer named Nicholas Jar, who's sort of famous in his own right, and then a guitarist named Dave Harrington, and they made this duo I would say two and a half years ago maybe and they have one album and then they broke up or they went on hiatus but I feel about them I think how people feel about the Grateful Dead like I saw them five times over the course of three months or something last spring they're that good um, and I've, their album is called Psychic. Can you describe what, what we'd be hearing here? Is it like anything? It's, it's like an electronic meets guitar jam that's spooky and spiritual and transcendent and it's really sexy and Ooh. you just yeah it i i highly recommend it they have one album and one ep um but those you can listen to on repeat so uh, i you know i actually i love stuff like that when there's a band uh, one of my favorite bands all time ever jellyfish made two albums and then disappeared and andy Sturmer, the guy who was kind of the main creative force behind that and they were major power pop, big Beatles influence, but you heard elements of Queen and, and, and the Bee Gees, and they actually had one of the Bee Gees producers produce their album and lots of instrumentation. It came out uh, in the 90s uh, at a time when Nirvana and grunge was, was happening, so nobody cared. <laughs> but they are some of the most beautifully crafted pop records of all time, and they had this huge following. And Andy Sturmer, like, disappeared. It's like searching for Bobby Fischer. He just <laughs> dropped off the face of the earth. And anytime anything that he has had a has has a hand in, like the last things he's been doing, he's been composing music for cartoons. Hmm. And so people just find it and post it, and and you can't find him anywhere. He's not on social media. He was on MySpace for a while, but then he bailed out of that. You can't get an interview with him. And people hold up these albums, and I'm the same way. A, a fan raise the money like through kickstarter or something to create a box set of rare tracks and live stuff and get it sanctioned and got it official and got liner notes from the guys including andy sturman so i mean is has this band dark you said dark dark side dark Mm -hmm. side is it building that sort of kind of because they've broken up already it has that kind of 
reputation already? Yes. Um, For example, they played a show in Los Angeles in September, and they had a mirror that was part of their stage show. And at the end of the show, they they broke the mirror with one of their guitars. And someone went and picked up pieces of it off the ground and is selling them on eBay for like hundreds of dollars. (laughs) And people are purchasing them. A friend of mine did. She has it just sitting on her bookshelf in her house, and it doesn't do anything. But Do you share the bad luck? If you if you get a mirror that that somebody breaks at a concert, oh. uh, that's a good question. Yeah. Because we like I take her. a couple of days of bad luck. Like you know, if everybody at the concert had that's part like of getting twelve percent of a Grammy, right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> uh, McGann, besides the Foo Fighters, what are you listening to? You know what? What's uh, in hot rotation? Just, just to annoy you, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, um, "Shake It Off" by Taylor Swift. <laughs> Uh, hey, I'm with you. I think that's a really well-written it's, song. It's an unfortunately catchy song, and it's driving me crazy. <laughs> but are um, you actively listening to it? Do you have it at your fingertips where you're playing it I, and like listening it's, it's to it? It's made its way into my workout playlist. Um, as you're training for? As I'm training for the half marathon, because I'm an idiot. Because I'm an idiot. Introduce uh, yourself, Chris McGann. Who are you? Where are you from? What do you uh, do? Uh, my name's Chris McGann. You may hear me here or uh, <laughs> here. Uh, sometimes you'll also hear me on the uh, Snark Monkey podcast. Yes. Um, I, uh, I'm an actor and a writer and a, I don't know, a guy who hangs out and does stuff. Yeah. Runs. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're really selling it, Chris. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I'm really, I'm setting low expectations for 2015. And uh, Oh, uh, uh, Chris McGann, uh, Inhumans, 2018. Um, uh, I always like to drop that in there just as a reminder to any casting directors and producers who may be listening. Oh, that's right. That you, you're, uh, you're in training right now to I'm be training. in... The, uh, Oh, one of the, do we one have of to the, explain? One of the entirely made-up characters that they're going to use to replace the X-Men who aren't really in human characters. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Let's go Marvel movies. Let's get it By together. the way, for those of you who don't know, and for Katie who's looking at us mystified, uh, <laughs> as much as we don't know about the EDM world, you perhaps don't know about this third-tier Marvel group <laughs> of superheroes yeah. named as, named, called the... It, the Inhumans. Yes. They and, live on the dark side of the moon. And they are on the movie slate in 2018, and Chris is pitching to be cast in it right. starting now. That's right. Well, I would like to what be. What would your power be? What do they do? Well, I don't know which ones they're keeping. They're they're saying that they're not using any of the actual like main character in humans, is what I've heard. So I don't know. Like if I if I had to be one who's in the actual cast, I'd be this guy Gorgon. Would be the one that I would want to be. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll swole you up for that. Totally He's look got, like, like a Gorgon. Thank you. Thank, thank, <laughs> thanks for noticing, Larry. <laughs> um, uh. So let's got, go. Yeah, like go ahead. Like hooves and stuff. I don't know. Wait, back to what you're listening to. Yeah. You were going to finish. You, you so, can't leave it at Taylor Swift. So, um, you know, I'm I'm getting geared up for Radiohead's new album. Um, this has been a low, like new new music year for me. Um, I just haven't gone out of my way to find any new bands. I I'm, haven't. Uh, well, I'll get to mine. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. So you're going to leave it at Taylor Swift at the top of your playlist, and we'll move on to James Napoli. Nope, you're done. No, you're done. You got the Foo, you got the Foo Fighters, Sonic Highways in there. You got that. Right. You dropped that you're mention. Right. You're right. James, right, what are you on. listening to? I'm actually want uh, let it be known now. I want to be cast as the first human in a movie in the last 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really good. <laughs> hmm, human beings in movies. That's yeah, interesting concept. Um, you know, here's what I do. I listen to KXLU, the Loyola Marymount College Station here yeah, in Los Angeles. That, For those of you really listening good. a few hours outside of Los Angeles. They have consistently been really an excellent college radio station for a long time. They're fantastic. In fact, um, just as a quick aside, I'm reading a great book right now um, about the early days of WBCN in Boston, one of the pioneering, which is where I'm from, one of the pioneering non-format radio stations of the time. And i got to tell you, KXLU is, that's what they're doing. They're doing this free-form, incredibly exciting college radio. is about the only place that exists anymore so um Where, what, what are you hearing i, I basically just connor listened. oberst <laughs> i did hear a new connor oberst that last bright eyes record's really good well he's solo now too and he's got yeah. a, a nice little solo song the name of which of course i forget i just listen to kxlu all day and i i like this stuff i like this stuff and i don't take note of too much of it but i love my girl garage rock and there's a band out of detroit called habibi that i really think is great oh wow you love your girl garage rock. That is a sentence I would have never, ever predicted come out of your mouth. <laughs> you reminded well, me of something, James. Yeah. Can I jump back in? Uh, Sleater no. Kinney. Sleater Kinney's got a new album. They oh, do. That's right. They absolutely do. Yeah, they have reunited. Yeah. And they played on, I want to say, Letterman or something mm-hmm. recently, and it was really interesting. Yeah, and they're going to be in Los Angeles in like May. 
Yeah. 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 Uh, Rob the Iceman Eisenberg. Oh, yes. James, uh, can you tell people what, what you're doing? And, and there's some, you have something to plug about Valentine's Day you just wrote for oh, yeah, uh, yeah. HuffPost. Uh, well, uh, jamesnapoli.com. You don't ever spell it. N-A-P-O-L-I, in case people haven't been Everybody Italy. knows I don't how know. to spell it. Um, and so there you will find links to my fake motivational speaker, Mr. Paul Mall, uh, my Huffington Post pieces, and uh, whatever. Oh, yeah, the official dictionary of sarcasm, which is my right. Um, but the latest Huffington Post is uh, nine uh, bleak anti-Valentine's Day movies. So they're romance <laughs> movies, but they're really bleak. So, so <laughs> I hate to... Are, are, do you think he'll be back next week to talk Valentine's Day? I can't. I can't be sure. All right. So, why, can you give us the? Uh, do, can you spoiler alert us? And uh, well, I, I, I did them in alphabetical order. So the first one is the apartment, the Billy Wilder film. Mm. Oh, Those gotcha. Are real movies. Yes. Well, I thought maybe you were coming up with funny titles. And the most recent one just came out. It's called the one I love. Has anyone seen this? Yeah. The Mark Duplass. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. Wow. McGann got Mark excited Duplass there. and Elizabeth Moss. Oh, and Ted Danson. Yes, this is that movie. Yeah. They play a, a couple who goes on a retreat to save their marriage, and I can't say anything else. It's or it a, will absolutely spoil. It's everything. essentially a two-person film, sort of. Ted Danson does have a small role in it, very small, and yeah. it is one. Of, it, it is. Did Did you love it? I really liked it. Yeah, I didn't love it, but I really liked it enough to put it on this list. And uh, I called it in the article. A They Might Be Giants song as written by Rod Serling. So that's, <laughs> that's actually quite great. It is a great little intimate chamber drama romantic comedy mind fuck of a movie. If that's, po- if that's a genre that could possibly exist now. We can say fuck on this. Yeah. Right? Wow. I didn't okay. know you could say mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's called The One I Love? Is that The One I Love, yes. Yeah. All right, great. Did we get to what you're listening to? Yeah, you said... Uh, Habibi. <laughs> Habibi. <laughs> Rob the Iceman Eisenberg. Yes, where can, uh wh- Where can people find you, first of all? Um, usually in front of my computer. On, uh, on Dickens Avenue. <laughs> well, can you give the address and people can stop by? No, um, <laughs> Iceman Tweeteth dot... Uh, whatever the Twitter thing. Uh, at Iceman Tweeteth. <laughs> Um, Calm down, it's all right. Once in a while I post something on there. Yes, you do. Right now, actually, uh, I am on the Skylanders Trap Team video game. My uh, villain character, which I voiced last year, is now added to the game. So Lob Lob Goblin is the name of the character. (laughs) And uh, if you look up Skylanders or if you play Skylanders Trap Team, you'll find the character Lob Goblin. And that's my voice. Is that a very popular game? Well, Skylanders yeah. is yes. incredibly uh, popular. If you go to Target right now, there will be literally an entire wall of Skylanders action figures. Unfortunately, the villains don't get action figures. Well, not yet. Well, Until I, the, maybe they will. I don't. Well, know. the demand for Lobgoblin. The, he, if he ever becomes a playable character, he'll yeah, get his own yes. action figure. Like, that's I, how the action figures uh, work, Larry. Like the, uh, the they're part of the game. You have this like whole don't thing. Don't talk you to have me to, like I'm your grandpa. And you capture them and <laughs> yeah. you capture well, here's, them. In a here's how this works. Well, no, I mean the Larry, action, listen. The, let me talk a little louder to you, <laughs> Larry. Larry, and more condescendingly. Larry, a video game. <laughs> Shut yes. up. Uh, it, like it, the, it, go ahead, Rob. It Tell actually the records the television. <laughs> All so right. No, All right. Uh, no. So actually, you can look up Lob Goblin uh, and, uh, on YouTube, and there's actually now commentators playing the game with my character saying, well, let's see what this Lob Goblin thing does. And you hear me in the background going, boy, that's shocking. <laughs> but you can barely hear me because some dweeb is going, well, let's see. He seems to throw bombs made out of electricity with big pops in their microphones. Yeah. They're talking. Yeah. So I'm on Skylanders right now. But um, by the way, that all, that story, which is a great story, only indicates that you at some point either Googled or went on YouTube and put the name Lobgoblin well, in did. there somewhere. Well, I did because I wanted to see what was there. All right. So, uh, yeah. Okay, good for you. Yeah, I got all nothing right. else to do. What are you? Preparation, uh, Stanislavski. Yes. Uh, <laughs> m- music, music wise. <laughs> Thank you, are, thank you, Stella Adler. We are dropping um, references like, like I like we're the funniest thing Dennis Miller ever said because you just said dropping references. He said, "I haven't seen choreography that stiff since the Lee Harvey Oswald prison transfer." Yes, that is a great line. Uh, what are you listening to, Rob? 
Well, we dumped the XM in the car, so um, I'm no longer hearing new stuff from guys like Brent Denon and, and those kind of cool hipster guys. But uh, I do uh, I do like the Ed Sheeran. I think he's a, a brilliant uh, rhymester. <coughs> he's the only guy I know who can rhyme the word pizza with reacher, and it works in his in one of his right. new songs. All right. I like him. There's this guy named uh, Vince Vaughn or something. There's a song called Riptide. No, he's uh, he's uh, the Wedding Crashers guy. Oh, oh, oh. I think you're thinking of Vince, Vince Joy. Vince yes, Vince Joy. Joy. Thank you. It's a great Thank song you, called Riptide. That's why Riptide she's here to with, translate. I really like that song, Riptide, and yeah. I I agree with McGann. When when Shake It Off comes on the radio, it's just a really brilliant song. No matter what you think of Taylor Swift, it's a really catchy, catchy tune. Look with but, the, with no irony, some of the most Viral videos right now are like big husky guys, police officers, mm-hmm. guys going out hunting, right. you know, with gun racks, and they're they're doing the lip sync to it, and and again with no tinge of irony, other than the fact that they know that they're big husky guys singing this ridiculous you know girl song, um, but it is obviously just earwormed into everybody's head. Yeah, whether she wrote it by herself or not, I don't know. I don't know if she's got a secret team behind her. I mean, who knows? But it, it's good. But I will say this very quickly, though. I did, for the first time in probably a couple of years, pop in a Frank Sinatra's greatest hit CD in the car today. Oh, wow. And I have been once again rediscovering what an amazing phraseologist he was. Ew. And just these classic Cole Porter songs, Gershwin songs, and uh, I'm never going to be one of those guys who say, oh, there's no good music, because there's plenty of good music today. But when you hear some of the, the way some of these songs were crafted that were written 60, 70 years ago, it's really quite amazing, the, the, the rhyme schemes, the, the heart, the feelings, the emotion that come out in these these lyrics that I think is perhaps a little bit lacking in some of today's stuff. When you're singing about booties, it's not quite the same as... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's see Sinatra rhyme pizza with a reacher. Exactly. Uh-huh. So I, that's oh, all I got. Oh, the chairman of the board could do it. Yeah. You know right. he could. Listen to the chairman or it's ring-a-ding time for you bozos. <laughs> that's right. Swing, baby, swing. <laughs> uh, I haven't gotten... Ex- probably my favorite new album I've listened to in a while is the new Beck album. It's not that new anymore. But, uh, that's nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, he's and he. Oh, and that's he's another one. He's performing tomorrow night. Uh, I think that was just announced with John Davidson. <laughs> yes, they paired him with John Davidson. I think Kavanjane Wallace. Actually. Wow, the Annie. They're doing the Annie number. Uh, but I loved yes. I loved the new Beck record, uh, and I've listened to that many, many, many times. Uh, and even the trailer for uh, Wild, that uh, one of the songs was used for. Um, I, I also. Um, I'm a little afraid of the song "Hero" by um, from Boyhood. Uh, is it Family of the Family Year? Of the year yeah. I'm, a, I'm afraid that's going to get burned out. I remember he- hearing that in the movie, not being that familiar with it, going out and having to find it and listen to it about a thousand times myself in my car, and occasionally weeping quietly to, uh, to it for for no reason whatsoever, other than the fact that Boyhood really affected me. I'm afraid now people have also caught on to how affecting that song is. Yeah. Um, and there's uh, there's a band called Shepherd. Does anybody know Shepherd? There, it's a, there's this really fun, poppy song that K-Rock played all of a sudden. They don't break a lot of new music. Very rarely do they. I, maybe I caught like one of those new music features or something, but... Um, S H E P P A R D, really catchy, really fun song. Uh, Katie, since you are from Wisconsin, how what are your feelings on beer cheese soup? I should everyone should eat it. Thank you as much as they can get it. <laughs> Great band, beer needed. cheese soup. I love that. <laughs> All right, speaking of cheese, I, I was, I was going to wait on this because we haven't gone around and done the rants yet. Yeah, but what the fuck? Why is toenail fungus suddenly a thing? Oh, oh. no wait, shit! Where? Juju, ju, Jubilee. What's the name of that medicine? Ju, uh, Juji. Yeah, it's it's ju something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let's let's well let's kind of do let's do a little Super Bowl wrap up because as long as we're on that thing. And, wait a minute, huh? Toenail fungus. Let's do a Super Bowl wrap up. Well, <laughs> yes. what the hell? You happened? get it in locker rooms. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Yes. Well, <laughs> and also the commercial. On that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did the microphone get the high five? No, I heard it. Yeah, we heard it. I heard it. Yeah, it was very loud. McGann heard it right in his face. And you want your bunions to be deflated like a uh, patron? See, I was going the cheese and the toenail. Uh, No, I heard. No, I got the connection. You're going to bring it back around. Let me see it. No, we don't need. We don't need footnotes. It's all right. Footnotes. 
So wow. McGann, you saw it, right? Yeah. You, you, you're yeah. chomping at the bit. The, the, the chomping at the, the fungus. Gross, the gross, no, I don't. I don't like. It's just. It's just. It was a weird. Like people go on and on about the dead kid, like Super yes. Bowl commercial. Like the toenail fungus one for me was totally. really like. It's the, the one that caught my eye like, as well. Yeah. I like, thought at first because we were up in um, you know Central Coast, and I thought, did they suddenly jam in yeah. some bad local yeah. commercial here? And did you like the the. Um, the symptoms were crazy for this stuff, right? I don't know if you guys were like listening to it or reading, but it was like it'll cause your toes to bleed and like it'll your skin will like it was crazy. It was it was like the the diarrhea of everything that could go wrong with your foot. <laughs> it was it's like oh you could have toenail fungus or you could get really bad infections under your toes where the fungus used to be. Like whatever, your toenails might fall off and like gush blood. No big deal. No more toenail fungus. <laughs> Tunnel fungus is really hard to get rid of. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I had a friend that had it, and she still. This was, you know, friend. years a ago. A friend. <laughs> yeah. it, no. <laughs> oh, Excuse oh. me, Mr. Pharmacist. I need this for a friend yeah. of mine. Right. Oh, now, okay, now was, we know. She was a lifeguard. She got it in the locker room. Now we know why you. Katie was listening to Silver Springs over <laughs> and over and over. Um, was this Super Bowl obviously because of the dramatic ending and everything, but also the the talk about the commercials and the and the nation yeah. was it nationwide? nationwide was that the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have Sorry. has the oh, Super Bowl right. had more of a shelf life in this year, both from a, a game and media perspective than than previous years? Considering that we're, I mean, I know it was just this past weekend, but there seems to still be so much well, talk. Gate is helping as well. Well, I feel like barely, people are barely mentioning that now. I mean, I haven't heard anybody, you know, rant about, you know, fucking cheating patriots kind of thing. It's all been about... And as far as deflating balls, I thought that's what steroids were for. Hello! So. <laughs> <laughs> you got it from both sides. You had us with toe yeah. fungus, you lost us with I deflated balls. I find myself balls. on that one. No, <laughs> all right. no. Nobody gets also, credit for I that. I just want to go on record as saying as Deflatergate seems like a much better name than Deflategate. Like Deflator Gate, it just has a better rhythm to it, and sounds like Deflator Mouse, and you could play opera under it all the time. <laughs> wow! Talk about referencing. No Deflator kidding. Gate. Little Mozart action. Wow, yeah, we've right? been all over the place tonight. Um, so, all right, let's just move on from the Super Bowl and talk about. <laughs> yeah, how fucking crazy is Randy Quaid? Uh, and entertaining. Oh, please don't look at me with blank faces. He did something about Rupert Murdoch? I did not click on. Oh the my story. God! You guys haven't have seen it. this. No. Well, we first of all, can we all admit we already know that Randy Quaid is crazy? Yes, well, sure. There was a whole Vanity Fair article about him being crazy a few years ago. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's had uh, he 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 and his wife fled to Canada mm-hmm. because of the issues that he had here. He was living in in a house, somebody else's house in Santa Barbara, and they had to. And he's and he hasn't shown up for court dates. Blah blah blah. All right, he just put out. A video, and he's still active on social media, I guess. But he's he's in Canada avoiding the authorities. Um, and he put out a video this week. It was it's taken down, but if you look at Uproxx, uh, I believe they still have it. They managed to snag it, and it's still up. All right, so he he he. <laughs> First of all, he's got this big, full, shaggy beard, and he's wearing these dark black glasses and a and a and a toque. Because uh, he's in Canada, I guess it's a requirement. What, again? No, what? No, no, no. I, no. I was like, are you describing me? Is this, no, is this, no, like, no. Do you think I'm Randy Quaid? Is no, that why you thought I looked no, skinnier today? No, no, no. And he's he's illuminated by the soft, lovely glow of of a laptop where he's recording this from. And in the background is his wife, Evie, wearing aviator sunglasses, a bikini top, and I, I'm not sure exactly when, but she's in the back. It, it looks like... Like this weird '70s stoner movie that, like uh, Dennis Hopper made in, in his spare time between Easy Rider and, and whatever. I mean, it's, it's just got this weird. And there's a map. They look like they're in a hotel room, but they've got a map of the United States back behind them. It looked maybe with push pushpins in it or something. So he starts. And the interesting thing about this is that there are moments of clarity and coherence where. It feels like, oh, this is kind of a bit, right? This is a bit, and then he'll have some Tourette's like, like shouting match with himself, while this woman, this very unaffected woman, just sits in the background. It looks like she's if if they were able to shoot YouTube videos and Charlie Manson and members of his family were around him, it looks like one of those. I swear. And he talks about how. Uh, Warner, he made he he helped make 
a billion dollars for Warner Warner Brothers by by appearing in Independence Day and Christmas Vacation. He brings up those two movies to help. I, I can't imagine that those two movies helped combine make a billion dollars. M- maybe, uh, and then he starts ranting about Rupert Murdoch, and it goes off and off on this rant. And f- so the thing ends with him putting a poorly constructed quote, mask of Rupert Murdoch's face over Evie's face and then proceeds to, I hope, simulate anal sex with her as Rupert Murdoch's face is getting thrust into the camera and he's shouting stuff from behind her with the idea that he has given it right Let's back. Let's go to that clip. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> um, so need I say more? So how fucking crazy is Randy Quaid? <laughs> well, he, he's actually ill, right? Like yeah, he's I, like legitimately well, mentally ill. I, I, I would think so. But the difficulty is that somewhere in that rantiness, there are these moments of kind of hilarity, not laughing at him being crazy, but he's making jokes. I mean, he's... he, he it's it's really strange to watch. Remember the good old days when we thought Charlie Sheen was crazy? <laughs> That's right. And he's turned out to be a completely normal, down-to-earth, I mean, well-adjusted I mean, human being. His videos sound like the little rascals uh, yeah. compared to this. So I would I would say seek it out and, and I don't know, enjoy? Seek it out. Let's seek him out. Although, Let's like, get him on the podcast. Yeah. Rupert Rupert Murdoch's been uh, been having a flame war with Aziz Ansari, I guess too, or as I guess Aziz Ansari's been having a flame war with Rupert Murdoch since you brought him up. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Rupert Murdoch had had put out a, a tweet and about all how maybe all Muslims aren't terrorists, but uh, until they weed out the radical few that are, that all Muslims should be held responsible. Uh, and so Aziz Ansari fired back and started blaming him for all the things that white Christians have done over the years. <laughs> right. um, so there's like a whole hashtag Rupert's Fault thing that's happening oh, online God. now. Awesome. So yeah, yeah. He went on. He was talking about it on Letterman. Letterman at the beginning of the week. So. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. There is there is this theory going around, and other people have said this more eloquently than I will probably be. Uh, be and I don't want to get into a big political thing, but they they there is this thing about every religion has its period mm-hmm. of darkness. Mm-hmm. And certainly you can point to every single one of them where th- that religion's community did things ultimately that have looked... It, you look back on and they were horrendous. Right. Everything from Inquisition to... Well, we could go through that. The Crusades. Can I just say the Church of James Napoli spotless so far? <laughs> so far. You will have your day, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. Let's go out around and rant and rave. Let's talk about... Oh, 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 oh! Daredevil trailer! Hello! I was waiting for it. Daredevil... chomping at the bit. Daredevil teaser trailer. Did, did you guys not watch it? You, oh, oh I, yeah. I, I watched it today, and I don't really know what you're all freaked out about. It just seemed like a trailer. Oh, you know what? Your mic's going down. <laughs> you, you don't get your parody song. You get out of here. No, no. He, he'll, right. He's in the penalty box for, for how long is it typically, hockey people? Two, two minutes? All right. That's a big one. All right. But mic's we'll, down for two minutes. Uh, McGann and I will talk. All right. Sure. All right. Lead, so, lead, lead the charge, Larry. It's your um, I, I am immediately excited about it just because I feel like they will look at everybody else settle back. Yeah. Nobody you, cares. You Nobody right, cares. You, watch, you didn't watch it. All right. Let's go get something to eat while they're oh, done. Right. I put down the wrong mic. There we go. Okay, now Rob is gone. Let's go get something to eat. <laughs> now he's gone. All right. <laughs> so uh, Daredevil is going yeah. to be a Netflix series. Yep. It is... Um, do you have any more background on the creators of it? Uh, other I, than I don't. Uh, I'm going to bring this towards me. I'm going to bring this towards me, James. Jesus I don't have to Christ, leave over you. Really yeah. Here we go. Oh, That's what you. I wanted to do. I felt. I felt empowered. <laughs> Daredevil gave me the power. So it to it do seems this. to me, from what little we can glean from the teaser trailer, yeah. that the, the the tone is right, that the mood is yeah. right, that the look is right. Yeah, I'm. I'm still not sure how I feel about the black ninja suit versus the uh, versus some something a little bit closer to a classic red. Well, like I'm. I'm feeling it, and I understand the 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 logic, because it drops in what March. Yeah, but okay. I wonder if that's just from. I mean, w- will it evolve? If we're are we seeing an origin story? I, I, yeah, I know that Stick. Like I know that Stick yeah. is involved yep. because uh, that is Scott Glenn. 
names. I don't remember yeah. names. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but Stick is involved. So we'll see some of the origins. So maybe it Hang evolves. On. Don't to- pretend like you're above nerding out about things, Eisenberg. <laughs> like, I see you over there giggling. Like, you're like, look at these nerds talking about things. You're the, you're the one person in the room who's consistently been watching Flash since it came on it and recommending it. Well. So you've got your superhero in your red suit, and you can shut the hell up. We're we're enjoying looking forward to... Let us have some fun! All right! Why do you have to kill the fun, Rob? Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Because they're also bringing out the um, that Jessica Jones series, right? Jessica Jones superhero... What? Whatever. What? You, they're, um... Uh, the Heroes for Hire one, right? Um, oh, I don't know. This this is maybe just a rumor that's stuck in my brain. I don't know if it's true or not, but I think they're going to end up tying it together because somebody's been cast as. I'm going to Google. I'm going to Google while we talk. All right. Um. Yeah. It's this is definitely a Daredevil origin story, and I agree. The tone looks right. It seems a lot more Arrow than it does Flash, which is nice. Uh, it's definitely gone a long ways from uh, terrible Ben Affleck Daredevil. Oh God. Yeah. Um, All right. But uh, it's weird how uh, how much I I think that the I was thinking about this today, that the announcement of the uh, movie franchises all the way out to 2018 for both DC and Marvel, actually 2020? Yeah, um, 2019, maybe. Uh, has really set up the idea that all of the exciting things that are left are going to be what's happening in TV. Yeah. Because, you know, you'll get announcements about, like, costumes. Like, they just showed the Adams costume for Arrow um, a couple of days ago. They started, they leaked the, or not leaked, they announced the Teen Titans cast for the show that's going up. All that stuff's really exciting, and that's where all, I think, the exciting, cool stuff is going to be happening in the superhero world for the next couple years. And I think what's interesting, one thing occurred to me about the Daredevil thing is because it's going on Netflix, not only can't, is the the tone looking dark, but Mm -hmm. they can they can really delve into some really deep stuff that even the comic books yeah. didn't necessarily do. I mean, the, the the comic in my favorite period of that comic is the Frank Miller era, mm-hmm. which got very dark, very violent, and uh, in fact, I remember people a lot of a lot of people complaining about that he pushed things too far, as Frank Miller tends to do. Yeah, right. And you can't there, you know, they can use oh, Dark Knight. <laughs> oh, Frank Miller, I just, mm. I know. I love it. I know. All so, right. So now I think we're done. All right. Uh, Katie, let's come back to you. What What are you excited about? What have you seen? What have you heard? What are you watching? What is the thing? Thank we talked about listening. music a little bit, but what uh, what are you what are you into right now? Have you guys seen this web series called High Maintenance? No. Oh, it's so good. Web right. series? It's a web series. It's oh, it's, that, on, that, it's, on it. <laughs> it's on Vimeo. It's on Vimeo. The all... internet. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's the internet, there Grandpa. Yeah, I get to put the grandpa label on him for a change. You're out of the penalty box, by the way. You can talk in the mic. How far into the series is it? Well, the the great thing is that they're about three or five minutes long each. And so I would say they're in their like third phase. So there's maybe fifteen or twenty oh, so that you can okay. go on Vimeo and watch. But you can you know, you can hang them out in an hour, you can watch like the whole thing. But it's about this uh pot dealer who delivers weed on his bike in New York, and basically each mini-episode is about, like, the people that he's delivering to. So you get all this, like, really great character sketch stuff. And it's from two of the writers of 30 Rock. And it's really good. Oh, excellent. High maintenance. High maintenance. I get the pun! Now I know! Uh, High now you're looking no, at me I, like, is, is everybody no. stoned tonight? What is going on in here I tonight? I wasn't even looking at you, Mr. Ego. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, McGann, are you still surfing, or can you talk I, about ranting or raving uh, about I, something? I've, I'll show this to you when we're done. Yeah, this, there's like three other Marvel series that they're releasing that are all kind of tied together. Heroes for Hires, Defenders, and I lost the other one. All right. Um, here, I have, uh, have a little more. Oh, thank you. Thank it you. might be too much, though. We talked about superhero, superhero fatigue. fatigue. Uh, if Paul McCartney was a superhero, everyone would be fatigued oh God. all the time. Query. Thank you for bringing that back. Ant- I felt so bad about it, and now <laughs> I feel somewhat vindicated. Ant-Man, is that Marvel or DC? It's Marvel. Marvel. That's Marvel. I am excited about that. Yeah, I am too. Looks- but the Agent Carter thing, and it's just all these kind of, like, their Black Widow's origin in Agent Carter. Yeah, they're pushing too hard. I know. All right, go ahead. Um, what am I? Ex- so I'm excited about a couple of things. I'm really pleasantly surprised by Larry Widmore's show, The Tonightly Show, the one that replaced The Colbert Report. Uh, wildly, like, like have enjoyed it far more than I ever expected to. From the, well, yeah, he had been around Daily Show enough yeah. that they kind of hit the ground running and kind of nailed it in the first week. Totally, I, th- I think the tone was set, and yep. it, and it definitely is different enough. 
from what comes before yeah. at, at uh, eleven o'clock. That uh, yeah, I'm I'm impressed too. It could. I wish it was like ten minutes longer because like there's just not enough time for them to to get into their like panel stuff ever. Uh, to, like today's episode was about black dads and the staggering statistic that seventy two percent of children in the African American community are raised in a single family home. Um. Uh, and I am, I am really, I want to rant all over the place about Gamergate because I am uh, uh-uh. enraged at everyone in the world about it. Here we go. So, do you guys know what Gamergate is? Gamergate? Yes. All right, yes, great. I do. Thank you. Thank you for not making me feel like a weirdo. <laughs> um, uh, so, Gamergate, Gamergate was this, uh, is a lot of things all rolled into to one. Um, this, it, it started as this, um, kind of revenge tactic uh, on this guy who's who was broken up with by this girl who's a game designer and her games were getting well reviewed and he said oh she's sleeping with all these people to get their reviews up um, so it was supposed to start as a like an investigation into game rating right and and the corruption inherent in the video game reviewing industry uh, it has kind of spiraled into this blanket hate group for women in in the video game industry because there's this woman Anita Sarkeesian who is does this thing called feminist frequency where she analyzes female tropes in video games to varying degrees of accuracy uh, in my mind like like a lot of it is is biased but because the internet is full of trolls as soon as she put anything up against video games everybody's like I hate you I'm gonna come to your family and rape you in front of your husband I'm gonna cut your husband's penis off and feed it to you you know that kind of shit because people are awesome on the internet um uh and when coke falls into the wire (laughs) everything gets really a lot better when coke enters weird huh yeah it's like had potential but no Anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, sorry. So, and I'm annoyed see, because see, Super Bowl stuff still has yeah, it. Uh huh. See, I told you. And so it's it's I'm annoyed with it. Oh, I sh- I should have talked about the slap too. Um, we'll get to that in a second. Oh, I've been I have no idea what that show's about. I see the billboards freaking everywhere. Um, the uh, Spock's in it. Yeah, Spock's <laughs> in it. So what, whatever, Which gamer Spock. So you know New it's Spock. good. New, New Spock. <laughs> Yeah, um, not Spock Prime. New Spock. New Spock. Not classic Spock. New Spock. No. All right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Gamersgate is is all up in my craw. But I want to talk about the slap because I think this is maybe the better place for it. All Everything right. about this seems like it should be a comedy. It's uh, this guy is <laughs> he slaps a kid who's not his at a family event and is like on the run from the law and it's all this like family drama. And this is the premise for a series. It's an, like a mini series. Okay. A, a, a maxi event. Oh, see, I that's, the new, that's the new yeah. thing. That it's, was the play in the film. They, that was a play in the film. Yeah. Google it fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it was oh, right. Swedish it was a thing, yeah. Pulitzer Award winning yeah. play. But I forget the name of it. Yeah. Uh, 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 it's called uh, The Slap. Uh, Death the of a Salesman. No. Yeah, um... <laughs> Uh, I'm, we'll Google it. But yeah, it, like just the billboards make it, I don't know, for whatever reason, it looks like it should be a comedy to me. Like the, there's a guy who decides to not have an affair with his teenage babysitter because of this, this kid getting slapped. And it's like, and the Zachary Quinto's like hiding from the cops and stuff. It's like. That's what it's about? Yeah. I thought, judging from the billboards, right? not knowing anything about the show, I thought it was about the moment when a baby is delivered and you have to slap it. <laughs> oh. Right. On, that's what I thought it was. Well, huh. well, the billboard is nothing but a group of people. It looks like a family with this look of rather. It's like either comic concern or deep serious concern yeah. because there is no because you can't really tell because there's nobody there's nobody rolling their eyes going oh, this family but there's also no kind of sense of of where they it's, are or what yeah, they're doing. It's like a light blue background with like serious faces. All these things that that seem to be like oh we're taking ourselves seriously but it's obviously a comedy yeah. and it's called the slap. Like it just I don't know the yeah. whole thing. Just God, of yeah. God of there Carnage. There it is. The God good. of Carnage is uh, based on this a similar theme. Speaking of which, uh, uh, and we'll get to you, James. But as long as we're ranting about TV and billboards and promoting stuff and and ripping off concepts, Allegiance. Yeah, I was just oh, going to yeah. say that because he was talking about the fucking the Allegiance. Awful I'm title too. Just awful title. Soviet. Mm. Spies as parents. I know. Come on. And uh, has anybody heard of a, sh- a little show called The Americans no on kidding. FX that's about to go yeah. into it? That started at third season. Why are the Russians terrifying again? Like well, the, like the communist Russians terrifying again. Yeah, but this is modern. Obama allegiance is modern day Russian spies, right? Right, right. but still, like as a, as a conceit, right? That they're the bad guys again. Yeah. 
Well, at least in the Americans, it's Cold War, it's 80s stuff, right. it, it makes perfect sense. But it is essentially, from what I can see, the same premise, except it's the grown-up kid who has to go spy on his Russian spy parents. Right. I th- that's, it's the, it, eh, no, no. right? Yeah. It yeah. happened to me in high school. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. All right, James Napoli. Uh, how obscure can I get? Uh, first of all, <laughs> have you have you been listening to the last 45 minutes? First of all, I passed a poster on the You've way up. You've already mentioned Connor Oberst. No, no. Oh, okay. I passed a poster on the way up for a new TV show called Secrets and Lies that apparently has nothing to do with interracial romance, so that pissed me off. Uh-huh. But um, thank you. Thank you. No, you got him again. I, got him I again. caught this. I caught this three-part show on PBS. That it's. I didn't even know there was an HBO Europe. Did Did you folks know this? I, HBO Europe makes sense, though. Yeah, it's a three-part true story dramatization done like a fiction film about um, the Prague Spring and how the communists came in and took over Czechoslovakia. And I was absolutely riveted. I thought it was fantastic. It's got an unfortunate lame title burning bush but you can watch it free online right that, now i saw that commercial during the super bowl too exactly hey yes. yo but you know how often do you get to see this piece of amazing history done in the country where it happened right thanks to hbo europe so you know that's not really a rant but it's it's i just caught it last week and i was really knocked out i would have to say in the unfortunately not enough people see them but the world of documentary filmmaking has grown by leaps and bounds to the i mean there are exceptional documentaries out there all the time right this now. isn't a documentary i should clarify oh okay it's, what is they're it? calling it a docudrama because the events were real uh-huh but they're dramatized oh, okay. like it's a movie all yeah. right like sons of liberty <laughs> get Maybe. up on the mic I get up on the mic yet but freaking sons, sons of liberty not sons of anarchy sons of liberty. no sons of liberty right. on history yeah. on history not the history channel but history yeah which i i it caught my eye because there was a bus board with this very hunky sam adams staring right back at me with these big dreamy revolutionary eyes yes and i was just in boston over the holidays and those posters were everywhere yeah. man which I immediately was excited because I thought it was about the history of beer, <laughs> and it was not. What's Here's, that food again? The beer cheese the beer what? Cheese soup. Beer cheese soup. Uh, yeah. That's where we're all going afterwards. Sounds delightful to me. Yeah. Do you? Somebody have a recipe? We'll just make it. You uh, put yeah. cheese and beer in a pot <laughs> and add soup. You can you can like you can grill up some vegetables in there. You garnish it with popcorn when you're done. The best, no, nice. no vegetables. Best delivery just the beer ever. And the you soup. put beer and cheese in a pot. Bring it in right there. So my other uh, quick wow. rant is. Is, um, oh, can I just mention, though, uh, oh. Sam Adams, this hunky, beautiful-looking oh, yeah, yeah. man uh, staring at me from the bus board. Apparently, during the Revolutionary War, he was well into his 50s, perhaps 60s. <laughs> but now, on the History Channel, <laughs> he is 25 with yeah. uh, uh, just a, a couple of days' growth of beard. And no dental hygiene problems, yeah. I'm sure. And and eyes that would... But he does have toenail fungus. I bet he does. <laughs> yeah. Bringing yeah. it back. Bringing excellent, it back. Excellent callback. <laughs> All right. Beautiful. Go ahead. So the other very quick rant, yes. which may start a debate. I have no idea. Well, but, you know, stay up here. It's the Fifty Shades of Grey thing. Now, that's going to get an audience because of the massive popularity of the book. Yes. But my question, rant-wise, is I don't believe that sex has ever really sold in a movie. People don't flock out to see a sex movie. It's never really happened. And so I'm just putting that out there. I don't think there's ever been you know, a movie that was framed all around sex that people rushed out to see. Now, they might with this because of the brand name, but... I'm trying to think. Deep I mean, there's certain... Secretary? Well, Deep deep Throat, deep throat definitely, but it wasn't a mainstream film by any means. Well, that was so pornography. I'm talking, I'm talking studio yeah. Yeah. stuff Showgirls. that is... Show well, that's girls. not really framed around sex. That's framed around sexuality in the same way that Michael Magic Mike is. You're talking like secretary, but, no, but, like but, whoa, 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 whoa! Like, but Showgirls, the only reason people went to so- see Showgirls is yeah. a because it was so bad, and b because of the so bad the sex chicks. scenes. Yeah, yeah. The the swimming pool. Let's yeah. just leave it at that. Uh, Do we know how they're going to? Sorry to interrupt. No, how they're going to depict the sex scenes in Fifty Shades of Grey? Well, it's definitely book, are. Yeah, but that book is explicit. Have mm-hmm. you guys read it? No. Yeah, no. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's well, explicit. Kate, are you a fan or did you read it for cultural purposes? I read it because I was 
Uh, did your mom give it to you? My sister gave it to me, actually. Were you home alone sobbing listening to a Fleetwood Mac record? I was was on an airplane uh, eating Junior Mints. It had already gotten its reputation by the time you read it. It's terrible. No, it's It's a terrible book. It's horrible writing from what I But you skim through it for the sex scenes. Yeah. That's all. Can I actually tie this to a documentary? Well, can I ask you, though, Katie, are you curious at all about the movie? Do you want to see the movie? Um... Like you're yeah. not going to rush to the theater I'm not to see rush it. Rush to the theaters, and if I were to go see it, I would feel some sort of shame about it. But <laughs> from but a, I, from the bad movie perspective, or from the source material perspective, all, all, all of, of those, all okay. of it. It's a weird, like a you know amalgamation of, of shame. But uh, <laughs> that's the story I'm of my cu- life, right there. <laughs> 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 that's all of our lives. That's that's my Maybe that's the name <laughs> of the podcast: of a weird amalgamation of shame. <laughs> I think we, I think we just sunk our own battleship. Um, all right. So, um, can I tie this back though? Fifty Shades of Grey to the documentary. Since you brought this up, there's yeah. a series called Frisky Business. It's on Netflix. About <laughs> I um, love it. I love it. It's, uh, I actually thought it was like a joke series. Um, it's about cat it's, food. What is it? No, it's about this. Um, it's a documentary about this company in England called Love Honey, and they're the world's largest provider of of sex toys. And they've got the they have the Fifty Shades of Grey uh, product license, and so they that was like in the first or second episode they were talking about how they started doing promo ties tie-ins with the book because they as soon as they saw they was going to get picked up they rushed out and got the license, so they're the only licensed maker of Fifty Shades of Grey sex toys and bondage gear and stuff, um, and so it's a really interesting series about how like surprisingly normal all these people are that, with these like giant dildos just sitting on their desk and you know they've got like a, a fist just as a like a rubber fist as a paperweight for things it's it's like a really interesting group of people can i just say those two things don't go along with surprisingly normal usually no i know i know that's usually um i don't have an answer to your question though james i don't think there is a a, a, the only thing that leapt to mind for me was when if you remember henry and june was the first it was more of an art house film but it was notoriously given an nc-17 because of some explicit uh scenes and it did seem to generate a lot of attention i don't know if it ended up being a very big i don't think it generated moviegoers that's the thing i don't think I think sex sells on certain levels yep. of America, but it doesn't sell in feature movies. So let's predict then, since and that's not until next weekend, <laughs> Valentine's weekend. Yes. Oh, enjoy couples. Um, it'll be number one. It'll though, be right? massive because so of the. Will book. it be massive, or I mean, will it I just be, a, be a soft number one? <laughs> this is. The... It's not going to have any well hard done. numbers at the box office. Uh, it's just, uh... I, I think I think this the book has has enough moms. <laughs> Enough moms tied to it that it'll get a, a tied. Ah! Nice. Yes. We can't yeah. stop now. No, All right. No. Um, I I <laughs> think it'll I think it'll do pretty well. Uh, just, you know, just like just like Magic Mike did pretty well when it opened. Because uh, there, there was this like forties plus, forties plus lady yeah, crowd. But that was Magic, like, we are there. But Magic Mike had the momentum animal, of it yeah. actually being that's a, true, a relatively well regarded, critically liked, not raved about. You know, and it had Soderbergh behind it with a you know a that's, name. That's true, but like so many, this book has sold so many copies. I, I can't imagine that that the movie. I think there's an embarrassment factor. I mean, kind of what what Katie was talking about. I think there will be people who will be curious, and will mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of women will wait. And I don't know how many women are going to be able to get their significant male significant other to go see it. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> well, if they rhyme pizza with Reacher. They're in, but you're really trying to bring it back. Well, you're, because I'm trying to figure out what the re- is it. Jack Reacher was what? What, the, what was he referring what was to? The, what? Pizza and Reacher. Well, he has a pretty thick English accent, right? So when he yeah. says pizza, he's like pizza. Yeah, but what's the Reacher? I don't know. Oh, a try, uh, it, it's, oh it's reach her. You reach mean reach her? It's reach her. her. Okay. <laughs> it's pizza. Reach her. I thought for sure it was a Jack Reacher reference and, in the middle of a song, and, and then I got there's confused. five more rhymes that kind kind of sound like reach like her. Reacher. And, and feature well, you know, he, and in, beach in her his first like big, I met her on the beach. Right, her, her his, his first big hit, God. which was the lost uh, all control. Uh, you know, a daydream is face know. melting like pastry. I mean, that that had that beautiful oh, yeah. rhyme uh, thing where he he rhymed about five different words with 
kind of like pastry. You know, was that, Arthur that, Park? That, what that, you no, that, that heartbreaking <laughs> song that Ed Sheeran, his first big hit, about the girl who was doing, you know, you know, sc- you know, have score love with another man for another gram. You know what I'm talking about? It is MacArthur like, Park. That sounds like <laughs> Les Mis. No, Ed, Ed Sheeran's first big hit. No, you're thinking of Eddie Redmayne in, in no, Les Mis. No, no, Ed Sheeran's first big hit. What's your thing, Rob? What's your thing? I, you know, I don't have a rant this week. I, I, what? I, I don't. I, I will say, though, that I've seen both episodes of the Rain Wilson show, Backstroke. No, it's Backstrom. What? Backstrom? 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 I'm sorry. Backstrom, I believe. And uh, Backstrom. Backstrom. And it, at first I thought it was just going to be <laughs> they've taken a character like, like House from the, you know, the doctor show House, the right. racist, grumpy. <laughs> oh, that's what he's from. Yes, and just put him in a trench coat and turned him into a detective. But... The show's funny, right? The, the, the is, it is the yeah. plots have been have been interesting. Uh, the, the promos have totally turned me off uh, because it looks like an arch. It looks like a Columbo-ish mm-hmm. house meets uh, Dwight from the Office. Well, it kind of is, but Rain Wilson plays this character who's so despicable, but yet at times has some humanity, and he does that sort of thing where he goes into the mind of whoever mm-hmm. he's trying to. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, investigate. Goes, you know, I'm you. You're an arsonist. You do this. <laughs> the cop, the the, the fireman thing to, to, on the second one was really funny. Right. I'm you. No, you're not. I'm never that big a candy ass. Exactly. No, so, I'm you. Just let me do it. So it's actually. You know what? It's a, it's an yeah. enter- it's an entertaining All right. show. All right. I, I'll t- I think see, I'm Katie, keep there's watching. this thing called network television yeah. that you may not be familiar with. Um. It, yeah. It. It's yeah. It's, they're, they're like four major networks that put on regular programs. Once in a while, there's something interesting. Yeah. And and then of and course, I'm telling you right now, the Odd Couple is gonna fucking oh, suck oh. if if the oh. <laughs> who's in it? People I like: Thomas Lennon and Matthew Perry, who is apparently a co-writer. I, I, I look- and the promos are just the. I mean, if if there are any indication of what the writing of the show is going to be, it, it's. I mean, it's mind-numbingly not funny. It's just, oh, you're so neat. Oh, you're such a slob. I, I looked up the website today, and they have some, some little snippets of the pilot. They are akin to when, when that show Whitney first came on. Right. And, and, and there were those little those promos where it was something like, you know, nine out of ten weddings end in sweatpants. You know, huge laugh track. <laughs> you know, it's like Red Rocks. There's it's like the amphitheater. There's like a thousand, twenty thousand people laughing. It's it's really that bad, and it's so they're 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 playing the characters so stereotypical. Where Thomas Lennon, of course, is the yoga practicing guy, and then he's in a three piece suit, and and, and Matthew and, Perry sitting in a recliner with with the, five know, days and, growth and, and chips, fifty or something. shades of beard, and he. I mean, that's what the Odd Couple was, but that was also nineteen seventy sixties, and then the play was in the sixties. Yeah. I read a thing that they're they're using some of the same jokes from the pilot too. <laughs> that's very popular. Like, no, like that was that was not a you joke. Mean from the Jack Klugman, yeah, Tony yeah, Randall yeah, yeah. pilot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very possible. Wow. I mean, but, I, I think it's... I, what, what's, what I think is, if you want to do a little mini rant, is it's too bad that they didn't let Matthew Perry's last show last go a on longer, which I, I liked. I loved it. I thought that was a yeah. really... Such a good show. That show had a lot of heart. Yes, it was the typical crazy people getting therapy sort of thing, but they all were very interesting characters. They had, that, that was cast incredibly well. Incredible mm-hmm. actors. And they had some, And they had show. some great pathos because he, his, his wife had passed away, and mm-hmm. those were great moments. And... The casting director liked me. They brought me in four times, and I was oh. gonna be on that you fucking lucky show. Bastard. As, well, a then, well, as a human, as a human, well, wow. most of the time, uh, you know. And then there's Bruce Jenner. <laughs> what a great segue, yes, Rob. That was Bruce yes. Jenner. Soon won't be a guy. He'll wear heels that are real high. Some. Come on, McGinn. You know you love this. You know you do. That transgender will soon render his male naughty bits so they will go away. Everybody. Bruce Jenner wants to be a girl in skirts around the world he'll be he will be 
a Barbie, not a Ken, like Kim Kardashian, might have a hot rear end when Bruce Jenner's, wait for it, a she. You know, God bless the man for following what he wants to do. Yeah. yeah. I'm just glad nobody said wider than a mile. There you go. <laughs> and look, Katie's sobbing quietly to herself again. <laughs> That's what, yeah, put that on your Spotify, <laughs> sweetheart. Yeah, <laughs> different reasons. Well, talk about your weird amalgamation of shame, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us. Anything else that we didn't touch on there uh, that we should have? Uh, we're back, we're uh, back to the Harper toe, Lee book. Toe fungus. Oh, yes, that's, <laughs> right. that's right. That's right. Yeah, she only waited 80 years to There's write apparently something. Apparently a lost manuscript yeah. written before To Kill a Mockingbird. Yes. Wow. But it only released now because her sister died, and her sister was her lawyer. And now they think oh. it's being released under shady circumstances. Oh, Ooh. Mm-hmm. nobody wanted it released, and it was sitting there. And you know what, guys? Right. We need to hold on to the story for the Snark Monkey Book Club episode. <laughs> That's on Sunday. It's 50 Mary Shades Erudite. of Grey and the new Harper Fifty Lee Shades book. of Grey and the and the prequel to Kill a Mockingbird. I actually I've read a bunch of graphic novels. We can talk about. So oh God! Be... <laughs> I'll bring the bruschetta. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend. Oh, oh, and, and is anybody going to see, say yay or nay, Jupiter Ascending? Nay. No. For some reason, I think that title's about testicles. <sighs> That'd be Jupiter Descending. Seventh yeah. Sun. Seventh Sun. Anyone? Nope. No. Nope. Jeff Bridges, over. The SpongeBob movie. No. Nope. No. No plans. Is anybody ever going to see a movie ever again? Uh, I'm going to go see The Voices. With Ryan Reynolds and his like evil evil cat. And no, you're not. I super am. It looks no, hilarious. No, you're not. Did you see the trailer? No, you're not. Did you see the trailer? Wait, what are you talking about? The voices. No, it comes out. It comes out tomorrow night. No, no, no. That's that show with Adam Levine. Oh, okay. No, All right. Not, what, Good night, everybody. Oh. oh. <laughs> Did you really? Have you really not seen anything? Get about a monkey. It? No. Yeah. The voices. The voices. It's it's a small release. It's a small release movie. So oh, Ryan Reynolds is crazy. He uh, he murders a bunch of of women uh, who and he keeps their heads in the freezer. Well, keeps of talking he's to them. Crazy. He made the Green his, Lantern. His oh. cat. His cat is like his bad conscience, and this dog is his good conscience. <laughs> it looks like it. It looks hilarious. I'm sorry. Wasn't that the Beaver with Mel Gibson? It's no. no. <laughs> No. All right, uh, Katie Bain. Where can people find you? We were on that whole time. <laughs> oh, I thought I'm cutting all that out. <laughs> I'm I'm did cutting... you not see his hand do that? I thought we yeah. were done. I'm cutting the last half hour out. Katie Bain, where can <laughs> oh, we find you? My Twitter is is Bain of Your Existence. Oh, nice. The greatest Twitter handle ever. Thank and you. Are, and great. do you still have occasional pieces uh, pop up in LA Weekly? LA Weekly, and then Insomniac. Dot com forward slash media. Excellent. Chris McGann, where can people find you? The McGann at everything, everywhere. The McGann. <laughs> it's M-A-C-M-G-C-H-A-G-C-N. I get the sense that Larry doesn't want people to find me. Only Marvel. Only Marvel. Just for Marvel, M-C-G-A-H-A-N. Excellent. McGann. James Napoli. JamesNapoli.com, Twitter, Huffington Post. Paul Mall, fake motivational speaker. What did I leave out? Dictionary of sarcasm. Yes. JamesNapoli.com, everybody. And check out the uh, bleak uh, Valentine's movie. Latest Huffington Post. Yeah, bleak. Rob the Iceman Eisenberg. At Iceman tweeteth. Rob Eisenberg. Comedy.weebly.com. And uh, looking for jobs on the internet. Yes. And in the latest uh, video game... Skylanders, I am Lob Goblin. What about you, Larry Morgan? Uh, at the Snark Monkey would be a great place to check it out, or Larry underscore Morgan. And coming soon to uh, K Earth 101. Yeah. Yeah, boy. And in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right. Thanks, everybody. Get a monkey. Get a monkey. Get a monkey. Get a monkey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.